This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that oh movie? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak. Refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rental cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the in the city, or if you want to drive in from. Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? Path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the WHM Tour update, everybody. Uh, as this episode is coming out, if you are getting it on the day that it is coming out, uh, we're going to be in Austin in just a few short days from now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I didn't even pack. <laughs> Jesus, Steve, come on. Uh, yes, that is correct. We will be participating in the really awesome HeadGum Showcase. Should I pack my enormous cowboy hat or yeah, should I oh, buy I, a new one out ooh, there? Good question. You can never have uh, too much obnoxious clothing. You know, here's what you do. You bring it and you buy another one. Okay. <laughs> and leave some room in your luggage for barbecue sauce to bring back. Yeah, you, you're going to want to do that. Now, loose this is uh, <laughs> just loose Tupperware filled with Wait, barbecue sauce. I don't know if that the TSA will let you. Yeah, have. that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a liquid. liquid. You're gonna have to check your. Yeah, you don't so. freeze that barbecue sauce. <laughs> Technically, a solid. Uh, March the 10th, we were at the North Door, which uh, with a, a, a bevy of other uh, headgum shows, including Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Uh, we're going on uh, with those dudes at the 7 p.m. slot. Uh, Jake and Amir, if I were you, and Twin Innovation going off at 9 p.m. Then we got that 4:30 show. If you are purchasing these VIP tickets, you're getting into that guy for free. Mm-hmm. Chris Campbell, what movie are we going to do out there? Oh, we're doing a little clickety clack movie <laughs> called Maximum Overdrive. Not yes. only was he clicking. Clickety clack right in this thing. Stephen King was directing it on Coke. <laughs> Sniffity sniff. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have not seen that movie, it's a bunch of like machines come to life and try to kill people. Emilio, Emilio Estavez is mm-hmm. the hero. Pat Hingle's a racist. There's all sorts of stuff going on in that Fun. movie. Uh, so we got that. And then also on the air update for this one, mm. uh, we will be making our return to the NYC Podfest in April. What's the date on that? that April is- 8th. It's a Sunday afternoon. Uh, the show is at three o'clock. Oh man! So there we could do is. like a nice brunch. 
yeah. and then yeah. we can go to and see the We Hate Movies show. Exactly. Then you can go home and do laundry and get oh, ready for the yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. You get that nice Sunday night depression after the We Hate Movies show. Exactly. I think our show will help counteract what we call in our house the Sunday sads. Mm-hmm. Sunday blues, man. Yeah, totally. Uh, so we don't have the movie picked out yet, but you are going to want to rush over to nycpodfest.com. Get those tickets. We're happy to be back uh, playing NYC Podfest. It's been a while. It's our only New York show that we have planned for a while. So if you're a New York, New Jersey friend or totally. you know, you're a Connecticut kind of a person, maybe this is where you want to go. If you're a Connecticut kind of a person, <laughs> nycpodfest.com for those tickets. Now on today's program, we kick off Listener Request Month with one of the most abhorrent things I've had to sit through in a while. It's the Jerky Boys movie. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Uh, Eric Siska. <laughs> Chris Cabin. <laughs> and we hate movies and tables, apparently. Yes. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this week we are coming to you from the HeadGum East office in beautiful Williamsburg, Brooklyn, to talk about the first Listener Request Month film of 2018. Did you have to look at your phone to know what year it was? No, I had to, <laughs> I had to look at my phone to pull my notes back up because gotcha. I just can't even fucking believe that Welcome this is Welcome to 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk. It's the Jerky Boys movie uh, from 1995. Directed by James Melconian, this was requested by Brian from Kansas City, who had this to say. My name is Brian from uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and you guys are New Yorkers, you guys are 90s kids, and that's why for Listener Request Month, I want you guys to review The Jerky Boys, the movie. I saw this when I was in junior high, five minutes in, I knew it was going to be bad. So please review it and see a little bit of your childhood, just die a horrible death. Thank you. Yeah, I would watch my childhood burn to the fucking ground. Just, <laughs> yeah. let, I have to get this out of the way. Who here cared about prank phone calls as a kid? I cared right about, here. Right here, yeah. Yep. Oh, Big yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I liked making them on occasion. I never. Oh, yeah. I didn't own the, par- the paraphernalia of. You weren't Jerky a connoisseur, Boys you're saying? No, I wasn't. I was, I was a big fan. The, the, I got, you know. Okay, so Jerky Boys happens, right? Sure. Yeah. What a oh, huge it, moment. It, it happened. It was huge summer moment. in 92. The Jerky Boys <laughs> happened. But I would, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say, Steve, is I was more of a second wave kind oh, of. Oh, I you know? see. Yeah. Because when the Arnold soundboards came out. Oh, right. How are you? Yeah. 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 Who's your daddy and what does he do? Yeah. Now that is a prank phone call I can get behind. I'm going to tell you, I'm still laughing at those. I'm just, and also, I was listening to some of the Jerky Boys calls, aside from the homophobic ones, which most which of them are. That's like yes. 98% of Jerky Boys phone calls. Those go in the garbage, but the ones where you're just hitting on, not hit, you're just hitting at a fucking hapless, New York guy, like, what are you? Wait, what's going on? What happened to those tiles? Like that's, <laughs> and that's what this movie doesn't get. Is like the other person is never yeah. that fun. Confusion, well, and the confusion of it. Yes. That is something, and we'll just plug him because we're internet buds, and someday we will meet this great man in person. But Nathan Rabin's got a piece on his website about this movie, and that's what he says, and I think is the greatest failure of this movie. The thrill, if we'll use that <laughs> word, we'll play fast and loose with the word sure. thrill. 
of listening to a fucking prank phone call recording is that you know the other person on the line mm-hmm. is just being destroyed and, and doesn't understand what's happening. Precisely. And in this movie, everyone knows that they're making this Jerky Boys movie, so nobody gives a shit. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's very much this, this kind of feels like some of those like Saturday Night Live movies a little bit like yes there's a thing that's making money so why don't we make money with the movie yeah exactly I just, just cram it into a movie I don't know how I would explain this to younger people oh that's a like, great question a, a, a <laughs> world in which from 1992 to late 94 <laughs> there was a market a genuine market for tapes of uh, CDs of guys well, making phone calls. <laughs> I'll conte- to other people. I will contextualize it for the younger listeners. Oh, sure. Go right ahead. It was YouTube. That was the YouTube. Yeah. You had prank phone call CDs. You traded tapes. Yeah. yeah. And then when like when Napster came along, like you got all those, and that was and because that's my thing, and that's where I have to come in with this. I never listened to the Jerky Boys. There were other dudes doing stuff. Yeah. Okay. That I heard like from Napster. You weren't really into the Beatles, but you were into the Birds. Is what yes. you're saying? <laughs> exactly. And the and the thing that it's the real fucking just shit about the situation is I don't remember what those dudes oh, were, but I true. remember. And if anyone out there in listener land knows what I'm talking about, there was some motherfucker that had a bit about a dude who was like having an issue with a porta potty situation? Oh, that's fun. And it was hands down one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. You know this movie reminded me of, uh, which is a great doc, and kind of it's it's oh. all the same oh, thing. Yes. Oh, yes. Shut up, little yeah, man. Yeah, like, of course. That is worth watching. You should because see it. that's and that's kind of like, you know what I mean? That kind of thing where you're sharing tapes and like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that kind of an idea. All of that reminds me of that brilliant Mr. Show bit where they're doing the infomercial for yes. the, the tape service and it's Brian Posehn and it's like, when you hear guys take a look at this or whatever, <laughs> the guys get in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone shows up at your door with the next bootleg tape to watch. And it's like that the cult of tapes kind of a thing. But yeah, now all of that stuff has just been uploaded to YouTube, making that whole culture totally irrelevant. Also, we don't use the phone anymore. No. Uh, and, the, and caller IDs everywhere. Also, sure. a big traded movie back in the day was uh, the Karen Carpenter stories, uh, Superstar. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Haynes, yeah. The Todd Haynes movie, which you can just log on to YouTube and watch. Now. Right. Um, but and but, you should, because it's a great movie. But uh, I know Chris and Steve, you both actually owned... Jerky oh, Boys yeah. Oh, yeah. albums. Oh, man. I yeah. did. Oh, what? I, I remember uh, like it, just buying a CD with prank phone calls. This happened online. twice in my life, and b- <laughs> one really changed my life forever, and one really didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. The one uh, was my, my brother and sister are in the living room howling, laughing at something, and I go in to see what's going on. One of those times was... The first time I was exposed to Mystery Science Theater with Mitchell, and it was like, oh. holy shit! Like they are li- like losing their minds. The other time was the Jerky Boys, <laughs> so, uh, and like I was like, "What is this?" And it was this thing, and like I, yeah, I, I think being from New York and like identifying with the Frank Rizzo accent to yeah. a certain degree, sure, living in an Italian neighborhood, yeah, there, there's that. Now it was so the Jerky Boys. It was just the two of these guys, just two guys, yeah. the two Jerky Boys. But then there was like the two other guys who like helped write this movie. Oh and then right, I think one of them is also the director. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that's like the Hollywood suits, man. Oh yeah. man, they just they made these dudes and like unofficial Jerky this Boys. This director also did a movie called The Stoned Age. Did you ever see that, Chris Cabin? Oh no, I that's have a not, National Lampoon yeah. movie. Is it? it? Is it? 
I don't know. I thought it was. I, I remember it, seeing it as a kid. I don't remember much is, about it. I was hoping someone else. Is this had a the leg VHS with the three people on the car yes. hood? Yeah, yes. I've never seen it. Like it looks like Dazed and Confused, but yeah. isn't exactly. Yeah. Yep, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's a. That's uh, almost exactly what it is. And, and <laughs> I had Dazed and Confused, so who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> you, what was your Jerky Boys experience? Oh, I mean, mine. I I loved this shit. <laughs> yes, of, of course you did. Loved yeah, you this did. Uh huh. Um, to the point I <laughs> yeah, had. You did. <laughs> Yeah, you just go. <laughs> Loving it. Um, oh, look at that guy. He loves the Jerky Boys. <laughs> I had the first, like, three records. Sure. I didn't go for the fourth Don't one. Don't fuck you. Don't call them records. <laughs> These are CDs Dude, with I had them on vinyl. F- they, what? What? they went platinum. <laughs> they sold 8 million copies no. of the first yeah, album. There is no hope the for humanity. The first two went platinum. Wow. Platinum. That sucks. This, yeah. But this is how much I loved this shit. Okay. <laughs> this, I mean, and, and mind you, I've only made one prank phone call my entire life. So what? This was just, just one? This was just me being a coward, really. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so is that like, your character you, you call as a coward? <laughs> I can't do this. Goodbye. Um, so it's not, my, my real life character. Not only did I have these three main records, there were like fucking like second tier like guys from kansas doing this shit uh-huh and i bought those cds oh wow maybe those was the were the dudes i was talking about do you remember a classic porta potty bit or no? I, I, I do not <laughs> classic porta but what day people is... are gonna be talking about the history of podcasting like this oh, oh yeah it's just like, gone there were those four guys they talked about bad movies they all died in that weird tire fire no they weren't those guys you would know <laughs> it's it's adjacent kind of version of that. Mm-hmm. They sounded like they worked at a pizza parlor. Those guys. <laughs> oh, speaking of sounding and looking like you work at a fucking pizza parlor, the Jerky Boys themselves. Talk about not made for movies. No. Or television or anything where you need to step out in public. Well, what I like about this movie is it starts... So, like, the Jerky Boys exist only in audio form, right? And, yes. like, that's... And, I mean, like, yeah. I know that people get disappointed when they look at us. and that, that's, oh, that's accurate. big time. Half the letters we get. <laughs> but so like but the, the start of this movie and I think it's very conscious they're in like these hooded masks yes so like I think the, the, the thrill of being in the movie theater in 1995 by the way this movie was made in 1993 and was shelved because no one wanted to touch it sh- 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 shocking uh, but it's like the, when when the movie when they rip the hoods off it's like <gasps> it's the jerk like you finally know what they look oh. like that's like half the price of why you're buying a ticket I think yeah and then you're like wow like, <laughs> look at that or you one could- of them or you can wait seven years for the internet to be invented, and you know, there we go. We're You're done. like one of them is wearing an ill-fitting Mets T-shirt, <laughs> and the other one has a mullet to beat the band. <laughs> Did it, no one tell this man he was about to be in a movie? It's 1992 or 1990, whatever it is. This mullet is insane. It's disgusting, dude. It, no one told Johnny B. Where the well, fuck he this didn't asshole's know, name? To his credit, he didn't know it was going to be shelved. For this <laughs> Johnny yeah. Brennan is his name. Uh, the other one's Kamal, just Kamal. It's pretty rare, a, a crimson mullet. I you <laughs> yeah. don't see this very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was pretty surprised by this. It's like that like New York Irish thing that he's got going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, yep, totally. Uh, so- Looking like scum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was popular at the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure certain fashion elements we have on today will yeah. one day look foolish. And they know making this movie, by the way, where they're like, they're they're making this movie for the fans. I feel. Oh sure. Because like in the before we get to the 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 
heads over or bags over their heads thing. Uh-huh. It's like the opening credits of just like the distributors and whatnot. And you just hear, "Hey, silly ass!" Oh, and you're oh, like, "Yeah, fuck you." Oh, here we go. I, I had that. It was so, it's some uh, movie it's ca- company, Caravan that, Pictures. Caravan I think. Pictures. And at the end of it, Kamal makes a, a, a Shane reference. I'm like, "Oh man, that's gonna kill with the 14 year olds, man." <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. I mean, this is what this movie is for. It's for four, 13 to 14 year old boyas. And that is it. But you have to be sneaking into the movie then because it's fucking yeah. fuck this. And it's a hard R. Yeah. It's I mean, a you, hard R. And, you know, you can't go PG-13 with the jerky boys. You can't. You just can't. Did anyone else? I'm a Nick Rad brought this up uh, working as our producer today. Uh, like the school voice of like doing jerky boys stuff. Like, was that like going around they, your school? Everybody? It, it was awful because <laughs> nobody could do it correctly no, no, nobody could not. do it no. i mean what 14 year old boy can do is sal rosenberg yeah. kind of a, you know like it's gonna sound terrible well but everyone's yes, doing was, come on that's not fun yeah it's not fun for anybody i honestly yeah. don't remember them being popular where i grew up but i remember watching this movie a ton because it was on like you know hbo or something yeah, but this also had the uh, elusive uh, johnny mnemonic uh it had the orange cassette oh did it oh, yes. wow. it, it brilliant one of them <laughs> I mean, I've always known what this movie is. I should say I have not seen this movie until we had to watch it. Are you serious? This horrendous listener request. That was my reaction, Chris, when he mentioned this earlier today. I I almost spit out my drink. I've seen this 67 (laughs) times. I don't think I ever saw this, even though I was a big Jerky Boy's head at the time. Wow, fucking traitor. I just thought it, I just knew that it wasn't going to be that. Did you think it was a scary movie? I was right. I was right. Those Jerky Boys, it's going to be too scary. No, everyone's having a lot of fun. (laughs) They are getting into life-threatening situations. Yes, they are. Oh, sure, dude. And of course, and this is, oh man, this movie starts right off with, I know Steve Sadak, one of his pet peeves. It's, we've got, and in this case, I'm doing some air quotes here, comedians. Uh, in a movie, yeah. and you have to see them as little kids doing the bit that they do as adults. <laughs> Jesus, it's my least favorite thing in the world. That like that everyone's always been doing Dude, this all of the time. Not only that, when they go when they cut to the future, their clothes are the same. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing like, the same exact vest as he did as a child. <laughs> I mean, I guess because the, they're like fun losers is the idea. There's nothing fun well, about these guys, well, man. Yeah, it just looks like they got hit by the honey. I blew up the kids' ray. <laughs> yeah. Like and it all went up all the sun. Uh, their mother, uh, the mother Johnny Brennan's mother, Johnny B's mother, yeah. uh, is the uh, is uh, Lorraine Bracco's mother from Goodfellas. Yes. Wow. Oh wow! That yeah. oh my god! I couldn't place and all it. All I kept thinking of like jo- it was Joe Pesci making fun of her. Like, what kind of people are these, Henry? What are they doing? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> They're not Jewish. I don't understand. I love Goodfellas. Uh, uh, and so yeah, it's like oh cool. So you guys have spent twenty years making prank phone calls. What a fucking existence! Because yeah, the first thing they do is they make fun of. They're doing a prank. Their his mother yells at them, and then they go and they they make a fun, prank phone call to this kid Brett Weir's house, who's like the tap. He's like their uh, nemesis for no no reason. No reason. He, Just because like yeah. he does well in school. They're yeah. bullies. Just they, just they, say yeah, they're a they bunch are. of fucking bullies. No, but they are the heroes of this film, so they can't be bullies. These the Jerky Boys are like the everyman heroes that we all strive to be. Right, everybody. We're seeing our fucking heroes on the big That's, screen. We are seeing ourselves projected <laughs> on the You know, it's like, are you ugly and dumb and you just make yeah yeah we, <laughs> bad, yeah, bad yeah. comedy? We, then that is. <laughs> 
Oh, it's like we're in the movie. We all strive to be celebrated for being losers, mm -hmm. just much yeah. like the jerky boys of later days. And like, uh, you know, they make a prank phone call that, uh, and like, it's a little kid. I think he's doing the Saul Rosenberg voice. Yeah. He's doing and like a he's, landlord. He's it's more of a Rizzo. Super, he's like the yeah. super oh, across right. the way, like your kid's been fucking around over Playing here. Playing with my I'm mother's panties? Yes, he keeps on saying. <laughs> now, this is a problem throughout the film and those albums. My oh. God, I was listening to some on the way down here. <laughs> oh, man. Holy Toledo. The, 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 the inclusion of fruity and fruity, fruity ass and mm. there's a lot of it's gay a big panic. One. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's a when and there's thankfully not much of it, but there was the gay character. Yeah, who, who only shows up? Thankful. Oh, two scenes actually. Two scenes in this, and they're bad. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right, Chris. You're totally right. Uh, yeah, and they like get this dude. I don't know. This little kid like gets expelled from school or something. He gets like bombed like, by beat. his mother in the street. Oh, yeah, that's right. Street justice. <laughs> His mother's just uh, pulling a Jimmy Con from the Godfather, beating this kid with a fucking trash she, can. She, yep. she becomes Paul Kersey just because she got this phone call. Somebody called me a silly ass. How do you not get him for this movie? Well, Charles oh Bronson easily. Why not? I mean, like, I agree with this. Why not? Why not? I mean, okay, so Alan Arkin is good in not this, but in other things. <laughs> yeah. He's sleeping through this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Charles Bronson, holy Toledo. He would, that would actually change. be sleeping through you this. Would <laughs> <laughs> but I would feel like they were in more peril if Charles Bronson yes, was standing there. Yes, that's fair. Exactly. So Somebody Alan... called me homosexual over the phone. I'm going to go on a killing spree. A Jewish man called me. <laughs> that going, was enough. <laughs> I'm going to kill everybody called Frank Rizzo. There is an Italian. <laughs> period. Rocket uh, launcher. Kaboom. So Alan Arkin is like this mafioso boss that they run afoul of eventually. So the structure of the movie is that they, they get called in by the police and there's like this... The funny thing is, in the beginning of the movie, like there's all this press outside, like who is Frank Rizzo, blah blah blah. But it, when the, we get there in the middle of the movie, it doesn't make any sense why the press is no, alerted. No. It also doesn't make sense at all why <laughs> they would put bags on their heads with smiley faces on them. Great, great yeah, I was point. like, were they fucking kidnapped by the Joker? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> exactly, what are we doing? It's, what it's a like stupid. The, it's like, kind of open. This movie kind of opens like the beginning of The Insider. Our hero <laughs> yeah. has a bag over his head. He's going to a place we don't know. Very similar. They both feel like really long movies, <laughs> even though this movie's only eighty something minutes it feels like two and a half hours jesus it's an endless 82 minutes man they're in a police station and then they start telling the history of the jerky boys we see that and then they start making it they're, they, they, they started as they're children being, we already yeah. discussed they're it. being questioned by the park ranger from bushwhacked that's where that i could oh, not place yes. was he also on an episode of seinfeld somewhere yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. yeah probably he's been in a lot of stuff I, I randomly saw he was in a movie called the fantastics or Fant fantastics it's like a musical yeah yeah, yeah. Seeing him doing music, my God, this guy's done it all. <laughs> He's also, like, he plays a lot of roles that I feel like Arlie Ermey turned down. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, like, authoritative whatever. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. But he's also kind of nerdy, but not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they just go into this backstory about their life and how they and then, ran afoul. And the other thing is like what I love at the start of this movie is the mother is giving them shit. It's one of those weird, like I guess Kumal's always over at Johnny B's yeah. house. So like the she's mother to both of them. Kind and of. mother to me. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would pull that out. <laughs> and mother to me, silly ass. <laughs> It is I, Sal Rosenberg. <laughs> I just fell scur- and dropped my glasses. The scourge of sh- sizzle tits. <laughs> Fucking sizzle tits in this movie. <laughs> Let's see their sizzle chest or silly tits or sizzle tits. Whatever. We're saying silly a lot. I'm gonna that's, get. I'm gonna get silly with it. We're saying rubber, and, like rubber slap thing. or rubber nipples. Yeah, rubber, rubber, rubber neck. neck. Yeah, rubber, rubber neck. neck. Yeah, it's all so dumb. Now, so, here's a question for all you big jerky heads here. <laughs> yeah, was was Frank Rizzo the character that they would they would use that name yes. as the oh, guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So all then right. they uh, a like lot of this is, by the way, kind of like adapted that first album. Yes, it that is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's I was crazy. wondering if that's what was going on because that's the first actual adult jerky boys. So the, their mother, his mother, is like, hey. You guys, and to your point, she's saying it to Kamal too. You guys got to get jobs and get out of here, blah, right. blah, blah. And my, that's my favorite idea of this movie is like they are constantly unemployed because they're addicted to making prank phone calls. <laughs> yes. Like their their whole reason is like, but ma, if we got out of the house and got jobs, what are we going to find time for the prank phone calls? You're like, these are losers. They take no time at all. A prank phone call takes like 60 seconds. Tops. You, you could do it 
on break at work. Well, <laughs> here's the problem is they start doing it at work. They, they become construction workers for a day oh, or God, whatever. Right. And they just start yelling silly ass at the foreman. Well, and the, it's like, what are you doing? That's, that's when we're doing the gay voice. Yeah, oh He's like, God. oh, I'm a gay man. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but they do uh, the Saul Rosenberg. And this is actually, to Eric's point, the exact phone call from the first album, which I did listen to on the way down here as well. Uh, it's like this nurse, and he's like, oh, I got hemorrhoids on my ass. And she's like, you have to use the proper terminology, sir. But it doesn't make any – it loses all the oomph because it's like an actress. And right, From yeah. the X-Files. Well, yeah, the it's the witch, yeah, uh, the witch uh, teacher. Witch teacher? <laughs> Wait, what? witch teacher Remember are you when, talking about? Um, what, the, the, uh, they go to the school, and like there's a satanic uh, – Yes, okay. She's yes. the teacher who oh. is actually the satanic. Oh. Yes, I remember her. Okay, yeah. There's a little bit of a twist in that episode kind mm-hmm. of Yeah, she, because she okay. becomes the – yeah. You know, right, right. I, I guess they should have done this movie like Borat or something. Yes. Just yes. like get unsuspecting people off the street or something. Uh, yeah. Or even like celebrities. Like I have it like a, almost like one of those David Blaine specials where he just shows up and does shit in front of high celebrities. But that doesn't even make sense. Like uh, the the work thing, the what is so stupid is like he's looking directly at the <laughs> yeah, person yeah, he's totally making right. a prank call to. Yeah. Like, dude, the motherfucker can see you. But this is the thing because this movie is like, well, just a bunch of guys on the phone is not interesting. So what about a guy on a walkie-talkie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, it's all uh, modes of communication, dude. Like, building buzzer intercoms play a role in this movie well, later. Also, one of the jobs they get fired from is a drive-in, a, dri- a drive like, fast food restaurant. That's it. So oh, there's, yep. there's some fun there. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's Frank Rizzo. But the, the interesting thing, 36 minutes before Kamal does an impression. Kamal yeah. got the shaft. It's the Johnny B show. All the Kamal heads were like, when is my man going to say something? Did Now, did the, the jerky heads out there, did you have like a fave? Like, were were there like Team Johnny B and Team Kamal? I liked the character. Like, Characters, I, know, yeah, I, didn't I didn't really know. think about oh, okay. who was doing it. Not until this movie came out that I know who was who. They this didn't like introduce themselves no, on the no, albums no, no, no. at any point. No, it's just, it's just a bunch of awesome phone calls. Like, they come a bunch out, of awesome, like, awesome We've phone got calls. a uh, very good show for you tonight. I, I'm, the, I'm Johnny B. And this is my partner, Kamal. Uh, yes, uh, I will be doing Frank Rizzo, and I will do Sal Rosenberg. Yeah, you're right. You really don't want to break down the uh, wall there. <laughs> Ruin the illusion of the what, prank phone call. What I don't understand about this movie is that Johnny B and Kamal have confidence. <laughs> yes. No, that is Great a note point. that I made. I, he, w- The ease in which these guys just like pick up the phone and do this, uh-huh. or just like... Yell go at outside. <laughs> just go outside and yell at people uh-huh. with just not even a hesitation. Like, where do you get off having those balls, but Johnny B? With a mullet like that? I don't think so. I think so. that's what it is. It's a they were bullies. They were always yeah. bullies. Yeah. And this is what happens to bullies. They go nowhere. So <laughs> and like they're all they're still doing that like fucking high school shit, thinking it's funny, and everyone's like, dude, I'm 35. But yeah, yeah. If, if this is took- my wife. Why are you calling me at night? <laughs> if you took a widescreen approach to this like these are the people who are sending like angry letters to their local radio station oh sure these yeah. are guys who these are like, guys that love to call in on sports radio like, yeah this is the guy like and the, just go mm-hmm. one, and one day they found 4chan and that really blew the doors off well, the that's place those, those dudes all went to 4chan that's exactly right the message boards really kind of thinned out the prank phone call herds unfortunately oh, yeah. <laughs> Also, no one picks up the phone anymore. I mean, yeah. I, I get a call coming in, a number I don't recognize, like, goodbye. Well, I, it, yep. I, I, not, my, not, thankfully, my number isn't public because I always pick up the phone. Really? It's always, really? It's always about my heating bill. It's like, <laughs> it's, I, I'm on some robocall list. And it's, I get it every single day. So why do you still pick up the phone? Are you I'm waiting a, for a jerky boy? <laughs> 
One day, someday I'm going to get pranked. I'm going to make an album. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always like the thing with these, like the famous prank calls, too. There's only like so many categories you could get in. Mm -hmm. It's like complaining about bad customer service or like a gross medical emergency is Uh always another one. And then like the... I'm angry at somebody and I think I'm talking to them, but I'm not, and that's the gag. I yeah. think it's just those three. Getting like the wrong order from a like a takeout thing, I feel like yeah. was one yeah. of them. Yeah, so yeah, like a customer service issue. Like what's the it, when they do the um fast food joke in here. Oh, it's like lamby uh, la- lamb minty chops with nipples yeah, or something like that. Oh man, it's just I mean, nonsense. Like, and that's the thing, is it's nonsense words. Like again, it's funnier when it's some some like unsuspecting whatever but like everyone's everyone has to pretend it's like infomercial acting it's like what 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 (laughs) (laughs) you can't put that on a ladder like you know what i mean it's like that that kind of like straight man bullshit this phone call will kill so they wind up going to the bar in the middle of the afternoon johnny b puts on a hat it's like the hat that wesley snipes wore in white men can't jump yeah like the up bill hat totally and when it's cool and wesley snipes puts it on but when Johnny B puts it on. He looks like a racist. It looks like he looks like a dude <laughs> that like you would cross the street. What? Like, oh shit, that guy's wearing that hat. I don't know. Putting I'm in that the wrong neighborhood. On top of that mullet, <laughs> yeah, is a problem because it looks like if you've like ever tried to put a trash lid on <laughs> one that has like too many bags in there, <laughs> and you're just barely trying to get it down, but it won't. It won't. You still know that it's an overfilled trash can. <laughs> it's just spilling out. All you're not fooling fucking... anybody, Johnny B. You are still a full trash can. <laughs> So they, yeah, they, they wind up going to their bar, their lo- local neighborhood bar. Mickey's. This movie, this movie takes place in Queens. Right. Yes. I don't know if it's filmed there. It looked like it was. It yeah. Some like of Queens. it is. Yeah. yeah. Some of it is. Some of it is. And some of it's in like downtown. I think like it's like. I feel like I've been in this bar. That's what it, that oh, was the thing. Oh, I like, really? felt like I'd been in this Maybe. bar before. Mm. Yeah. Because they do mention Ditmar's Boulevard yes. and Steinway Street, which was they all must be old close, stomping yeah. grounds. Mm-hmm. But they also, um, I think a lot of it is maybe like Upper Ditmar's. Yeah. Like okay. Up yeah. towards the airport a little bit. Yeah, like you're away from the train. Everybody right, needs to take the when bus. When they do show the train, um, th- it was like a, a road stop. And oh, I right. Don't know, I, don't know what, I don't know what that is. That might be the 7 train. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they yeah. find out that... The guy, like the neighborhood kid that they bullied, like comes into the bar, I think, yeah. and he's grown up to be like sort of working for the mafia. Well, here's the thing they have a tab at this bar oh, for some this, reason. Uh, which what I've a never, tired joke. Which I've never understood. Like, no bar is ever going to let you have a tab. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, pay run, up at running the end a of the tab day. of $650 or whatever yes, it is. Like, exactly. yeah, you can't have like the fucking Barney Gumble tab in reality. <laughs> <laughs> so they're shut down. Their, their buddy comes in, Brett Weir. And he's like, yeah, he's like a low-level guy for the mafia. And like Anybody recognize this dude, by no, the way? No, it was driving me this nuts. I don't dr- know. Yeah. I don't know if anyone in this room has the uh, has had the pleasure of seeing this film, but uh, he is the main character in Frankenhooker. Oh. He's the dude yes. who makes Holy the titular shit. Frankenhooker. Yes. Wow, good for him. Yeah. I, you know, I honestly, I, I looked that up because I was like... It's another classic th- New York film. I know this guy from somewhere, uh-huh. and I was surprised it was that because I thought I thought he was in other stuff. He's kind of been in other, but that was the Ran thing. I was like, oh, this dude. Roles. He was a, he had he had a small part, like a featured extra in Bridge of Spies. Oh really? Yeah, as a man on subway two. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, you might sick. recognize him as man on subway. He's the man who played <laughs> man on subway number two. I was kind of surprised. Like, oh, Stephen, when you're waiting on the subway for Tom Hanks, you've got to really wait for him. <laughs> Tom Hanks is gonna come, and you've got to look like, wait, is this my train? 
You know, the thing about Frankenhooker is it was just a really fun set. I know a dude who worked on Frankenhooker, actually. Oh. I used to work with him, and he was like the camera operator. Nice. Yeah, he's got some stories. Isn't that the same director as Basket Case? Or am Frank I Frank Hennenlotter, yeah, you yeah, better believe yeah, it. Yeah, baby. A New York, a New York legend. <laughs> uh, if you can ever see italics, legend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, People you, love that basket case, dude. Really. You can fucking keep it. Um, so yeah, he comes in. He's like kind of shooting off at the mouth about how good he's doing with the mafia, blah blah blah. Which I'm sure, you know. By the way, that's that's a false move mm -hmm. right there. Just bragging about how well you're doing, <laughs> being in bed with the mafia loudly at this bar. And I think they, he gets a business card or something. Johnny B gets the mafia's phone number, which is oh, how this works. God, yes. the yeah, you know, mafia business card phone number. And here's the thing: one nine hundred crook. Yes. Phone number. You don't touch the mafia. You leave the mafia alone. Yes. This whole yep. movie is a, yes. should nope. be. This movie should end with them getting shot in the head. But, exactly. But confident losers I always are drawn to organized crime. Gotcha. That's true. Gotcha. They shouldn't Interesting. Be because, they shouldn't be because a lot of the mafia, upstanding, smart individuals. Yes. And this show. Is pro mafia, pro -mafia. Absolutely. Absolutely. family pro -mafia. men, yeah. you exactly. know, not the confident loser type. Well, no. I don't want anyone wasting the mafia's time. They have a lot of it, it, it's, it's like bothering a policeman. Like, look, <laughs> he is he's got a job to do. They and both he, carry guns and both protect people. And, some more than others, maybe the mafia and in, more than in, the police. But in, yes, in New York, you have to go back and forth from the Meadowlands four times a day. Yeah, exactly. They're busy. Busy guys, mm -hmm. and they don't have time for prank phone calls or tomfoolery either. <laughs> no way. And the thing that really bums me out about this movie's portrayal of the mafia this is some Mickey Mouse yep. mafia oh my God. shit. This yeah. isn't like your tried and true legit mafia that you want in a movie about two dudes making prank phone calls. <laughs> This makes the guys from Weekend at Bernie's look like a bunch of Polly Walnuts and fucking the Tony yeah, totally. Sopranos. And speaking of which, Vincent Pastore is like the number two in this movie. Sure. Uh, so that's cool. It's kind of before he found his instrument as an actor a little bit. Oh, is that right? I just feel like there's that scene with him and Alan Arkin and he's like doesn't know what to do with his hands yet. He's just like touching a bunch of poker chips just to have something it, going on. It wasn't until somebody called him Big Pussy that he really figured it he all out. He found himself. True. Uh, the, the clouds parted that day and he saw everything clearly what's my time. name i'm shocked that johnny b didn't call him that big pussy yeah, yeah you would it's, say it's, it's, it sounds like a good insult so he wants <laughs> phone call insult well you can't put sizzle in there so. uh, <laughs> what the fucking sizzle in this movie yeah man? i don't he is saying sizzle, sizzle and sizzle also chest, what, what's tits. weird do you guys notice this like i think by the way this was intended to be like a Jerky Boys Begins kind of situation. <laughs> because if you'll notice, we'll flash they forward a little bit here for a second. <laughs> yeah, they fucking fight Liam Neeson for a second. Um, they, the, the fucking ninjas burn their house down. Rub, uh, your, rub your vocal cords. Your hands will take care of themselves. <laughs> Gotham is going to get a prank phone call. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like at the end of the movie, that is when they are like, given yes. the handle or the, the mantle of that's the Jerky true, Boys. Like they're, they're right. just too fat assholes beforehand <laughs> and at the end of this film they are the jerky Is, boys that happens that's after gary oldman takes the phone from them right yeah. <laughs> and starts making his own phone but did you notice though it's weird kind of like three quarters of the way through this movie johnny b just starts using the word jerky yeah it's nowhere before this and then he's like hey, hey jerky <laughs> i was like wait what are you doing are you just saying it now you're saying the thing that you call yourselves yeah. oh this is a mess <laughs> so he calls the mafia and like he's just doing frank rizzo and like making fun of them but also like hey by the way i got these guys in town you got to show them a good time motherfucker or whatever <laughs> yeah right. sizzle chest 
Ed he's, he's put, now the Frank Rizzo character is pretending to be a mob boss from Chicago, right? Yeah. Yes, and he's got two guys in town that have been doing a job for him, and you got to take. You're gonna get in the car. You're gonna you're gonna make fun of the mafia, and then get in the car with yes. the mafia. Yeah. Tell, you, you, the, the whole point of prank phone calls, get, forget me if I'm wrong, is to be very far away from your target. Yeah, that's the whole, you know, you're a coward. And that's <laughs> yes. why you're doing shit over the phone. You, you don't do in-person <laughs> bullying. You I do could, over the phone bullying. Because they, their tab has been exhausted at Mickey's and they want to have a good night on the town. So they do this. It's just like, we're going to hang our own sort of Damocles above our <laughs> Wow, sick. I mean, it's it's crazy. <laughs> you don't do this to the mafia. Again, don't waste their time. Don't waste their time. You will get killed. You will, yes. Or beaten up, like, really bad. And yeah. this is my question, though. And, you know, I do know that because we have received letters from people sort of associated with certain something or others. Sure. And so this the is The best question. fans. Make the best fans yeah, in the world. Yeah, they make I the see. best fans in the world. So my question to those people, are, is this a thing, like, when other mafia come to town, you better show my boy a good time. Yeah. We're not entertainers. I mean, like, it is if, like... We're slinging olive oil and beating people <laughs> up. Like, what are you talking about? If you're in about? the horse trade together, of course you do. <laughs> exactly. But, like, you know, you're not just taking somebody's word over the phone. Yeah. yeah. No. Like, who is this person? What are you talking about? Like, there's no confirmation about anything. And I not for the nothing, is, these could be the police. And I think that, like, the mafia gets so, like, frustrated and flustered by the word sizzle chest and jerky <laughs> yeah. and fruity ass specifically that everyone's like, well, I guess he must be a tough guy. Like, and everyone's like, wow, I, he must be in the mafia. He called me fruity ass. So like, he winds up going to, uh, Big Pussy goes to Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin, by the way, appropriately sleeping at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> yes. Yep, yeah, no, that's and the exactly other thing, actually. He's a delight whenever he shows up, I guess. If you look at Alan Arkin in this movie, you will know. And this is the thing that I noticed the entire movie. You will notice on the sides of his head there are two like big indentations. That is from glasses that he was wearing thirty seconds prior to read the script. <laughs> Every single scene, I swear to God, there's like these like very pronounced lines on the side of his head. I will try and get a screen cap. It's amazing because it's like <laughs> yes, he was just wearing glasses. Like what is the jerk? Who's a jerk? Okay, all right. So I say that. Okay, all right. Yeah, sure. I got it. He does spring into this big monologue thing about like, like maybe Frank Rizzo is responsible for the uh, the Carboni family massacre with the clown. Oh yes, yeah, some clown massacre that they bring Birthday up for a second. Clown that was throwing firebombs and whatnot. Yeah, like they yeah. had to scrub the fire the the Carboni family off the walls. They say. Ooh. Yeah. So that's something off the walls. I don't understand. I mean, like the thing is also like. Wouldn't this movie make more sense, like, either as it, the Jerky Boys, it's always like, oh, you know, hi, I'm Saul Rosenberg, I fell down the stairs and my glasses fell off. Uh -huh. Maybe show somebody fall down the stairs and their glasses fall off. Like, you I know what I mean? I would like, like to see yeah. that. I would love to see that. Or maybe it's an animated movie, like, we're seeing these characters. And that's the thing, right there. That's mm. what it is. Because that's what that Comedy Central show got right, Crank Yankers. <laughs> Did they get it right, Andrew? <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to try to portray that, these fucking like, prank a visual, a visual element to help you with that the was, fucking... Just using the puppets. Yeah, that yeah. was an animation. That was... No, but no, action. but I'm just saying it's not live action. I don't there is not a worse <laughs> format to try to bring to life a prank phone call. Yeah. yeah. Like just making a movie. Like animate it, use fucking little Muppet ripoffs, whatever right. you want to do. But this live act just these two fucking fat <laughs> 
idiot losers who are not meant to be in movies at all. So it, go, it doesn't work. If if the Jerky Boys are the Beatles, does that mean the Crank Yankers are the Rolling Stones? I think oh. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and 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 which one of those artists was stealing more from the black prank phone callers? <laughs> I think it's, it's, the, it's the real question. That smells like Jerky Boys. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I mean, so th- that's out on the table because Crank Yankers was at least into the early aughts. Who was watching that? Oh no, I never did. I never. I, I tried. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I, I was, Time I didn't, had I didn't, passed I, me I, by. Once I got into college, I didn't fuck with Comedy Central that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that was the sell of that though was like these were comedians you knew. Yes. Yeah. Doing the bits, so it was like kind of something. Like I've seen a little bit of Crank Yankers. I don't think I've ever seen like a full episode. Sounds like you did a lot of Crank Yankers. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I mean, it was like. A clip here or there, maybe, or it would be like the, you know, we're trying to desperately get you to watch this, so like we're gonna show you a piece of it oh, right, while yeah. you're watching like an SNL rerun or something. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> like that was the extent of my, and I, rem- I remember like but Tracy did. Morgan did one. Yes. Sarah Silverman had some Tracy good Morgan, ones. Chappelle that, was on there once. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Jim, uh, uh, Jim I, Brewer must. Oh, have Oh, Jim Brewer, he probably fucking built a new garage out of Crank Yankers. I probably saw an episode or two, probably. Yeah, see, but I I, I wasn't religious like uh, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have uh, an appointment yeah. television. I'm a yankerist. <laughs> <laughs> so they wind up going. They're like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna be in the corner of this and that. You better meet us, and you better show our boys a good time. Goodbye, jerky." And like they show up in these suits, and I'm I would be terrified of these guys. Yeah, no, of oh. of of the mafia. Oh, that Alan Arkin. You're meeting the yeah. mafia who you've never seen before. And then right. you've antagonized. Yeah, that you've just been yeah, you've been making fun of on the phone for an hour. So and, that- and you're dressed in like your dead father's clothes. <laughs> which is what I assume this stuff yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, cuz from the 70s. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, what are these white barrels? Oh, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> They're just for later. <laughs> I think that's what happened to Joe. Pe- him and him and Dominic were making prank phone calls. <laughs> like, oh, cool, we're going to the cornfield, and then that's how it goes. <laughs> Dominic, don't hang up on me. No! <laughs> it's dial tone for you. <laughs> Dominic, Dominic, ask him if the, the fridge is running. Dominic, <laughs> I did that one. Oh, did you really? really? Yeah, well, because kids are stupid. Yeah. I don't remember. I that's, must a, that's an old. That's an old one. Yeah. I mm-hmm. must have done a fr- prank phone call or two, but I don't remember what or why. Yeah, I think it was just like I repeated things I heard on television or something, which is why it never my, really worked. Uh, my big one was farting into the phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, what? Well, let's explore this. Um, no, it was me and uh, my. It sounds friend. pretty straightforward. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I made a. I, Wait, made I dialed the number. Someone picked up. I farted into the phone, and, and that's it. Up. Me and my friend were just like you know hanging out, and then like we're like, hey, want to make a prank phone call? And like, yeah, and then we would just wait around until one of us had to fart. <laughs> And one of us would make a phone, oh, like just God. to a random number. Oh man, that is a time clock on there. It's like, oh shit, here it comes. Okay, uh, <laughs> did you dial like six numbers and then just wait? <laughs> Question. Sure. What, in, in any any instance of a silent one, like you thought oh, you were going to get yeah. a, you a big one. Oh, I'm blow sure. the doors off. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure there was one or two that, that was, was a, just dud, a, a dud. Call. A dud. Remind me to never use the fucking phone in your mother's house ever again. <laughs> by the way. It was like I was sticking it up my ass. I was. <laughs> you might as well, dude. There were you... pants in between. It doesn't you know, matter. Phones have been around for a long time, and it seems like. <laughs> and I disrespected them. <laughs> but, no, what I'm thinking is like, okay, so the '90s was big for the prank phone call. Sure. But like in the '50s, was you know someone yeah. calling. 51 Milwaukee, uh, 97. <laughs> and then, like, doing a prank call back then? I mean, it must have happened. I will tell you this, because in my 
fruitless endeavor to try to find out this other like B team prank oh, phone yeah. calls dude <laughs> your search yeah i was on the wikipedia page for just prank phone calls okay, which nice. exists and is very thorough gotta read that and it claims that prank phone calling started somewhere in the 1970s wait really? in italy <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. i didn't i didn't look too much into it because i was scrolling to get to the page where it was like notable I, prank phone call artists hello Oh no! Oh no! Well, no! I think maybe it was not as prevalent then because it's like, oh no! I just cost myself a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that so was a lot of money back then. They go to a Copa esque kind of club. Oh, sure. Here's, here's the thing: the the music era that we're in now. Oh my it's, god! It's, it's not a, exact, This is a mess. It's not exactly grunge. It's like fi- uh, my fiance called it. Uh, um, Hold on, well, let don't, me they go, don't they go to Tom Jones? They first? do, but the music that, that, that is playing throughout this movie, right. like the is, score of the film, it's older brother loser fart rot. <laughs> oh wow, that is well, specific and correct. <laughs> it's the after. It's the aftermath of Cobain dying, it's like afterbirth, like fucking helmet and collective soul. And helmet, who is in this movie? Helmet is in the movie. It's yeah. very much like a Faith No More esque kind of thing. Also, don't drag collective soul through the dirt. <laughs> well, you sometimes, don't... I, sometimes I want to feel okay, but. But don't drag Faith No More through the dirt either. The point is, it's all this like instrumental version of that kind yeah. of yeah. music. That's yes, and there's like the slight twang like, of like the funk influence. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's almost, all there. You can almost expect someone to rap, but they don't. It's like <laughs> yeah. instrumental Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's the same exact score to PCU. Yeah, like, yeah it's exactly. that right. same era of music. Wow. Perfect. That's exactly right. And it's terrible. And then they go to Tom Jones, who is it's trying okay. to make it happen in the in the mid nineties. This is weird. He was like trying to have this renaissance back then. Yep. Remember, he was in, I think he's in Mars, Mars Attacks. Attacks. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a, a right. character. Also in the 90s, he he's, was like... He's got a cameo on The Simpsons. Mr. Burns yes. kidnaps him. Right, he hitched his uh, star to everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, he, the jerky boy. He's like, oh, I can have fun with myself. Like, look, I'm not that serious. I'm Tom Jones, baby. Yeah, and he's doing a version of Are You Gonna Go My Way? Oh, man, it's like, hey, kids, buy my <laughs> album. Like, no. Oh, uh, I love the jerky boys. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I'm onto the Jackie boys. Yeah, Jackie. Did you, is that is that a Max von Sydow? <laughs> That's kind of what. And Max von Sydow as Tom Jones. <laughs> what am I doing here? What's new, Pussycat? Oh, 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 it's not unusual to want to be loved by anyone, even you, Specter of Death. <laughs> uh, How are you stupid. doing, Sizzle Nipples? <laughs> oh my god. For Van Zido. Oh, actually, I have think- hemorrhoids. <laughs> no, actually, for it, why does everyone always hang up when I say that? <laughs> I'm having a real problem over here. <laughs> he would try to do a prank phone call and everyone would believe him. Like, he was just like, oh my God, this old man needs help. <laughs> <laughs> this old man is in distress. He's, no, he's it's call- a joke. He's calling a pizza place talking about his hemorrhoids <laughs> and they send a car over to take him to the hospital. <laughs> this poor old man dialed the wrong number. <laughs> I was uh, trying to be funny. <laughs> Do you think that Tom Jones was like, here we go, yeah, going to be in the Jerky Boys oh, movie? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> so whatever, they, like, well, not him. It's not his fault. It's like whoever sold him on the, like, come on, yes. Tom. Well, they're also, they are, they're both platinum recording artists. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they maybe You're right. They, they're yeah, on the they, same level. They, they met right. at the Grammys, you think? They could have been on the same label. Uh, and the award for best prank phone call album of the year goes to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs>
Oh, this is my first Grammy, finally. <laughs> so they're in this club, and it's like they're demanding to be shown a good time. And that's they're they're not even a, like Kamal pretends to be a little bit of afraid, but like you know Rizzo or Brennan is like really cool with it. Yeah. And also, by the way, the Brennan voice versus the Rizzo voice, it's the same voice. If I'm on the phone, I'm like, oh. So it's this guy? Yeah, like he's just New Yorking it up a, a little bit more. Scotch yeah. more. Not a ton. To yeah. play a Chicago, Chicago. guy. Yeah, that's also a great, sense. great point. Yeah. Do you think that anyone stopped and they were like, hey, John, um, you're saying like this guy's supposed to be from Chicago, right? Yeah. But you're really doing like a hardcore fucking New York. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. You could and <laughs> you could maybe get away with Jersey with that. Idea. Yeah. Sure. And that would be something, right? Then it's oh, like the Jersey, Jersey Mafia, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit of River Wars. Or, or Philly or something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all the same. Yeah. It's not all the same, but it's close. Well, it's John, close Johnny B couldn't say Warder. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in this club. Tom Jones sings almost the entirety of that oh, song. Oh, we're, ta- we're running time off the clock. There are two musical performances in this movie. <laughs> in this 76-minute movie. and uh, It's 80-something. Relax. And, and uh, so they see Brett Weir there. Uh, he's like, talking up some lady about how good he is in the mafia. And, like, Vincent Pastore is a complete idiot. So they're like, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of afraid of these guys because of the clown massacre thing. So it's like, oh, these guys must. And they they make they say something that alludes to that accidentally. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, like a bunch of clowns. And like, oh, my God, it's them. <laughs> so, like, they say to get Brett Weir out of here. So they, like, he gets, like, thrown out, like, you know. And this that's the gag in this movie. The running gag is this dude is being shit on constantly. It's by like them. they're threatening their lives. Not not only to have a good night out, but uh-huh. to just sh- keep shitting just, on this kid. Yeah, to continue bullying this kid for now twenty-two <laughs> years. <laughs> Why am I rooting for the jerky boy? Why? Why would you care about what happened? I want these guys dead. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. man, it'd be oh, so the, great. The Scarface <laughs> chainsaw scene, just do it, baby. <laughs> just do it. Oh no, I'm being murdered. <laughs> like he's being killed and doing a voice. <laughs> Kamal's just got like the steely face and just like <laughs> yeah yeah. By the way, you didn't think there could be a worse actor than Johnny B, but here comes Kumal, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's Oof. not he's not really doing it. No, like both you look at both of these dudes in this movie and you can see in the back of their eyes, like not at the front of their eyes, uh-huh. but at the back of their eyes, they're like, we're in over our fingers. <laughs> yes, we're so screwed. Are the checks gonna clear? You think <laughs> they could fire us at any second? Do you think this movie was based upon prank, prank phone calls? Actually, like they called like uh, <laughs> when they called Caravan Pictures. Like, hey, let me talk to the guy over there at Caravan Pictures. I got something called the Jerky Boys. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> it's like a hey, meta thing. It's in yeah. within it. By the way, you follow that chain up for a second. Touchstone picture, like Caravan Touchstone. Buena Vista. This is the mouse, man. Yeah. Disney <laughs> is fucking responsible for this. It's outrageous. That was one of the many, many botched things Michael Eisner did while he was in charge. <laughs> oh, weird that he would screw up something. <laughs> that's, that's odd. And it's somewhere right around here was when I wrote the note of how are they this confident on the phone? Yes. yes. <laughs> so that this happens. Uh, they, they take them out. And then, like, uh, Pastore reports back to Alan Arkin. They're like, look. I think these are the clown guys. We got to treat these guys with respect. And like they call a meeting with everybody. And Alan Arkin, he sits them down. He's like, hey, how you doing, jerky boys? <laughs> By the way, this is how our whole crime organization works. We've got everyone on the police payroll. And someone's like, hello, I'm part of the police payroll. <laughs> and the, the local government, they're like, yes, that's me. I'm the governor of New York. Hello, pleased to meet you, the jerky boys. <laughs> it's just like, it's it just so goes weird. on and on. And he's like, what do you do? You haven't even seen any of these people. 
No, it's and like what happens then if like Alan Arkin goes through this whole thing and then like Johnny B's doing it, blah, 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 but then he just drops it, right? He uh, drops it like mid sentence and he's like, Well, I'm glad that you're all here. And then assassinates all of these people. Sure. Because you have no fucking clue who these two clowns are. Come on. All you know is that there's some guy in Chicago that's talking big on the phone, and there's two <laughs> fat guys in your house. And the way you talk back is you send back corpses. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what that's, is, that's let's right. start a fucking mob war. Come on over. Come on over. Yeah, now your fat guys are dead. Even, even worse than dead. Like, uh, you are giving them all the information about your organism. Exactly. Yeah. Did they take them for a stroll to show them where all the bodies are buried <laughs> afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Also, give me a pat down for a wire. I don't Please. know who these guys are. I don't yep. know who these guys are. Exactly. Um, what is the... Um, this is... Some, and I will fully admit, because we're talking about this like clown massacre thing. I will fully admit to fucking falling right asleep <laughs> in this movie. And I had to like rewind part of it. But there is a detail, I think, just slipped through the, cl- the cracks. What is with like the actual murderous clown that we see at one point? Uh, oh, oh, that's later in the movie when they go to the show with uh, Kamala being an Egyptian magician. Oh, yeah. that's where that yeah. clown shows uh, up. Oh, so we will we will get to that. At best some part point. of the movie. Yeah, kind um, of. So basically, this guy doing flips on stage. <laughs> uh, so the mafia is like, all right, jerky boys, like you want to stay in town or whatever the situation yeah. is. Like you've got to do some mafia work for us. But first of all, they just give them a, an envelope filled with like I don't know an like five to ten thousand dollars. It's a bunch of money. They he, like Alan Arkin gifts them a limousine. He's like, "Hey, it's a gift," and they're like, "Wow, that's great." He's like, "But you got to do a favor for us." And like, yeah, they have to get rid of Mickey's bar or whatever. right. And they also ask them like, "Oh, what would you do to intimidate someone?" And then they go into basically one of their call routines of like, "Yeah, I'd put uh, get out the old uh, tennis ball machine and throw." Potato Boiled potatoes up, up his, his ass. ass. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of blue in the face. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then cool. like, Arkin's like, that's the sickest thing I ever heard. Can you believe these jerky boys? <laughs> Can I go? Is it lunch or what? You have literally ripped like the heads and spines off people's bodies. <laughs> well, that's what I'm not convinced about now, though, Cabin. You're acting like these guys are like some real sadistic, like hardcore mafia dudes. I don't know. From what I'm seeing from Alan Arkin and fucking Big Pussy, and then I think like the three other dudes that make up this mafia out <laughs> sure. there, like it's I said it, it's some Mickey Mouse shit. I it think is. they're like, wow, those guys are impressive because they do stuff we could only dream of doing. <laughs> you know, honestly, this movie's very offensive to the mafia. Yeah. Big time. At every level. The they, legit hardworking mafioso that are out there day in and day out doing what they do. Just trying to trying to make ends meet, <laughs> yeah. trying to get by, just like anyone else. Mafia lives matter, man. <laughs> So we go on their like first adventure and they're like their assignment is to go to Mickey's bar and threaten their beloved bartender. What I thought was like, oh, now they're going to prank Mickey and that's another prank phone call we can make. That's going to kill five minutes. Why not? Well, guys? you have to use the weapons at your disposal. Exactly. Like, Johnny B and Kumal like can't walk into a place and threaten somebody. No. But sure, call Mickey's bar over the phone. That's it, what I'm here for. It's right. like Michael Jordan playing baseball. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah, exact you know, same a prank thing. phone call maybe could have encouraged Mickey to sell the bar. Mm-hmm. And that's some, there's like. Instead, they walk right in there and. He, he beats them yeah. up, first yeah, of all. He doesn't give a fuck. And he's, you know what this dude kind of reminded me of? The beloved character Fuckass yes. in those Boondock Saints mm-hmm. movies? Yeah. Oh, a lovable guy at the. Yeah. Does, oh my God, this definitely influenced Boondock Saints. <laughs> oh, I'm sure surprised. Troy Duffy loves this movie. Does anybody remember this guy from um, one of my favorite movies, uh, the beginning of Wonka's Goodnight? 
No, he's in that movie? He's the old guy who gets killed in the car accident when she wakes up. Oh, interesting. He's He looked very familiar. I'm, yep. yeah. He's probably been in a, a lot. He plays a drunk usually, so... <laughs> <laughs> But so I guess like the mafia has some like real estate development deal going down and it's like this one corner bar is standing in the way of all he of this. He won't sell or whatever. So First you know of- what? The mafia killed that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. hire these other. Just go have Vincent Pastore do it. Mm-hmm. Murder this old talk, man. Talk to Uncle Junior. Get this fucking all settled out. <laughs> totally. Blow up the fucking place. Also, you're coming out of weak position. We can't get, we, please talk to this old man for us. Like, no, 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 no. I guess well, that's what emboldens Johnny B and Cabal here. Maybe <laughs> if they think that they are the killer clowns, it might be a fun thing to oh, see, I see it. It displayed eh. so you know maybe they were going to kill this guy on saturday well well if these guys can do it on friday we'll have them do it <laughs> yeah. okay so at some point like the mafia finds out that they're not the real guys is the yeah, idea yeah i think it's from this weird weird oh, he oh come, this he little weasel up. well this little weasel is secret hero of the movie because he's yeah. constantly <laughs> trying to get the jerky boys murdered <laughs> He That's true. And he's been bullied for fucking yeah, 35 he, years of his like, life. He keeps on trying to tell the mafia that they're just low lives from Queens, just like he is. And they don't believe it because I guess they're so convincing. Um, <laughs> but then he brings in a photo of them on like Little League together. Even oh, though, right. Even though the photos of them all the same age right now. I don't but, yeah. like there's a couple of these jokes where it's like. If like the whole thing was heightened, mm-hmm. that would be a joke. Sure, but then they just like something like that just shows up and they don't right. say anything like, about if it. They played <laughs> kids at the start, yeah, that'd as be fun. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that uh, Brett Weir has this eight by ten glossy photo in <laughs> yes in a fucking Manila envelope so... of them playing Little League. Holy fuck! I did not even think of that. I was like, "That's normal." <laughs> like, yeah, why are you keeping a photograph of these people you hate who ruined your life? And it's, yeah, exactly. It's not even like the whole team. It's a fucking big... eight by ten. It's it's a really nice photograph. <laughs> he just likes being shamed, man. I uh, think that's uh, just oh, he's into his thing. Yeah. So the mafia kidnaps them and brings them to a hot dog factory. Heavenly Franks. Where we find out that the hot dogs are made from people the mafia has bumped off as the idea. Well, that is fucking funny. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> they have a wall of fame. And oh, showing, like, all right. Certain mafia got, or, you know, uh, marks uh, make bigger... I'd loads of hot dogs and others because yeah. some are fat. I know, don't think that I would eat human flesh. However, <laughs> really, a human flesh hot dog that might be the form I would go for it. If if there was a way to get you into it, you yeah, think like a hot dog is a good like stepping listen, stone. It's not the good cuts of human. It's yeah. just like the assholes and the feet. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you want to get like a nice steak. You got to go out somewhere special. Yeah, maybe some pigs and blankets. Yeah, I could, oh, get that, that, yeah. I could do that. <laughs> little, Cover the taste a, a little nibbler, bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Definitely get mustard on there. Right? Yeah, it did. Well, it's so, like putting uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, uh, psychotro- psychotropic mushrooms on pizza. You know, your first yeah, time you put yeah. it on pizza, just to see, totally. feel it out. You don't want to eat it. No, know? and then like you know, when you when you got it down better, you just like chew a bunch of them and wash it down with some Coca Cola. Yeah, you're sure. totally fine. And you watch Tron Legacy and have a great night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so there, this is this scene is an example of their bullshit. Like. We're gonna use another thing that transmits voices to like get us yes, out of a exactly. jam. Cause like Johnny B looks around like, oh, we gotta get out of here. Well, you do a Bugs Bunny yeah. gag where it's like, let's go tell the boss. And like, it's like you're gonna tell the boss. You always tell the boss. Right. I wanna tell the boss. But they both leave and they're like, Yeah, we're locking you in. So then they go there. And so he looks around like, How are we ever gonna get out of here? And much like Bugs Bunny, also, they are kind of I thought about this, they are kind of Looney Tunish. Yeah, so yeah. 
their methods here, but he's like, we got to create a division. <laughs> so he sees, he's like, oh, good. Thankfully, there's an intercom in this room. <laughs> and thankfully, these two dudes are downstairs standing right by the other one. Yes. It's something about like an old guy's complaining about something. This in the is the building. first time Kamal does a voice, which is his character. I believe it was called Kissel, was like this old guy. Okay, that's so. This is did. another point where fans in the theater were just going oh, yeah, shit. Oh, like, I'll mind. get down there and I'll kick your high knees. Yeah, oh, that kind of boy, shit. That is fucking high knees are mentioned, <laughs> and so like they kind of just. It's so dumb. Because you don't need this part, by the no. way. Because what they do then is just throw garbage on them out the window. Just throw garbage anyway. And but then they're like, the jerky boys. <laughs> <laughs> like first we gotta like we gotta soften this up, like butter them up with a prank, uh -huh. with a vocal prank, and then we'll just throw garbage on them. And this kind of begins the big movement of the movie, which is yeah. one night out of control kind yes, of. Yes, and that kind of should be what the whole movie is. It's much it's like Scorsese's After Hours, uh, the, that, yeah. you know, uh, Good Time, like the exact same thing, <laughs> the exact same caliber of right. film. Definitely. <laughs> oh, geez, I got this this uh, Mountain Dew bottle filled with LSD. <laughs> oh, and I left it at an amusement park. <laughs> Oh my God! And so the yeah, jerky, we got the wrong guy over here. He's a he's a little bandaged up. It's not my it's not my brother at all. Um, yeah, I beat up that African security guard. I'm very good with dogs. <laughs> oh fuck! Now I just want to watch Good Time. I just right, watched right. it like three days ago. I want to watch it again. The best movie in it. Um, yeah, so they throw garbage on their heads. They're like, we got to get that old man. Yeah. And like run back up. And they're like, all right. Well, now they're just coming back up the stairs. And we're still locked in this room. The way they get out <sighs> is they use hot dog links to like as like ropes, which just, you know what, dude? You both wait. There is a funny joke, quote, close to funny, where he's like, <laughs> uh, Kamal, they're like, Kamal's like, what are you guys going to do with 200 pounds of, uh, of human meat? And they look at Kamal and he's like, 500 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I was like, all right, that's, that's, that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. But, so, but then Johnny B's got something where he goes, like, Kamal takes the, the hot dog links, yeah. right? And these basically, like, signals over to the window, like, we could climb down with these. To oh, which Johnny can't. B responds something about, like, what do you think these big dicks are going to hold us? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm <shut> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Were you laughing because I'm saying it, making fun of it, or did you laugh at it in the movie? Uh, I laughed at it now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's about right. I mean, they got to see Tom Jones. That's an easy way to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they climb down these hot dog ladders and run then, away. Then they go to a club to hide... They pretend to be roadies to get in because there's a, a guy doing the uh, like. Oh, you gotta you gotta look a certain way to get in. Well, this is what's it's weird. So bouncer, it's bouncer. there's yeah there's a bouncer at this club. It's what the, from what the yes. the bouncer is dressed as and the scope of people on this line like waiting to get past this velvet rope. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect Helmet to be on stage. <laughs> yeah, it's a Studio mean? 64 type, sh like, yeah. uh, uh, 54. 54. <laughs> on the Sunset Strip. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of weird. And then also, like, Helmet is playing. So, like, what are you loading in? Yeah, they're, they're, they're ready to go. Well, the funny thing is, I like, the next band, I don't oh, know. Maybe. this kind of reminded me this whole movement of the film is, like, bright, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're running oh, around. Yeah. Interesting. We wind up going to an orc bar kind of a situation. <laughs> that orc hardcore show we go to in Brighton. Oh, that's true. 
And Ozzy Osbourne would definitely work in Orc Cop Bar. He should be in Bright too. Absolutely. He oh, why be. not? He could be like I'm the, a goblin or whatever. He's some like elf <laughs> wizard <laughs> or some shit. The king of the elves. He was a guy that was also trying to get in these movie cameos. Well, the like before, he made a mistake in the eighties as well. well with, he, um, what was that previous episode? Trick or treat. Yes, but he also does like it, it's almost exactly the same thing as he does for private parts, where he's just backstage talking to him. Yeah, is, is yeah. he in Wayne's World one or two? I Probably. Think he's in think he might be, two. Yeah, he might be. He might be attending Wayne Stock. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Stock, baby. That yeah, attending, nice. attending, but not performing at <laughs> Wingstock. Yeah, he's just in line to get his fucking uh, wristband. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not a big fan of Wayne's World Two. Wayne's World One no, is it, fantastic. Wayne's World Two is terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't gone back in a while. No, it's not. You're I mean, fine. And I think that that's what this movie is too. It's a little bit of Wayne's Worldian. They're hoping for that. Yes. They're hoping that that fire sort of catches over onto their thing. But and he's like, all right, you guys better rig up Helmet, who's going to play. Yeah, he's oh. the manager of well, Helmet. He's is also asking, like, where are the, the roadies? Where are the monkeys? No, he's... He- no, he's asking where the roadies are, and then they tell him that they got a better gig with the monkeys, and oh. then it's all the fucking monkeys. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Which is, you know, a funny moment of the film. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's probably one of the funniest. You I know, mean, okay, I kind of yeah, laughed fair. at it because it was oh, yeah. coming from Ozzy and exactly. not either of the Jerky Boys. <laughs> Anytime the Jerky Boys are off screen, it's a great movie. <laughs> it is a high class comedy. <laughs> you are not asking where are the Jerky Boys when they're off screen. That's that's for sure. Where's no. Alan Arkin? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Go back. He's reading the script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in frame reading the script. <laughs> Uh, so they freak the mafia out at this point with some sort of gay panic situation. Well, they go, really they, they hide inside of a bathroom oh, stall, wow, this and like there's oh, three stalls, and like they kick open one door, and like there's no. Then this is the thing. So they kick open one door, and there's a guy, and there's like, "Hey, man, I'm in here." Kick open another one, it's empty, and they, you know they're gonna kick open the jerky boy's door, and but then we start doing gay voice, and it's like, "Oh, we're gonna have sex inside of a stall," and both of these guys who are in this situation because they've been pranked by these guys before, <laughs> are like, well, I'm not going to open that door. You hear what's going on in there that's actually going on? Yeah, they, they know full well that they've been duped by people doing voices on them. Exactly. So you, stupid. You've made people into hot dogs. Is that really <laughs> going to, like, really? Well, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What are yep, you talking about? Like, that's where they draw the line. <laughs> you've seen genitals before being a, inside of a hot dog grinder. I would so much rather watch two men... Do whatever they want to do to each other. God and bless them. And it's like this bullshit. Like Johnny B's like sitting on Kumal's lap. Yeah. Like another like cartoon moment. It's Ugh. so dumb. So they the, wind up not going and they're like, I won't tell the boss if you won't because I don't want to see a g- 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 gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> so they leave and then like Kumal, they kind of like violently steal this dude's cat. Oh, yeah. They, 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 like, again, you want to talk about good time. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> so they like they steal this dude's cab and in he the process yeah. yeah kumal rips his fucking turban and off now, his head steve i want to ask you a question because you're the only one that grew up in the city uh-huh. um the idea that these people could be this old and not know how to get to ha- from houston street to queens again it's, it's madness like it's total and look again i don't have a driver's license but I, if you put me you in know a car the fdr exists yes exactly. <laughs> i do know what the fdr is and also i know to go north you know what i yeah, mean like go is, south go north it, it's amazing they're in this car and he's like well, where are we going we got to get back to queens he's like i don't know where we're going and he's like he can't even drive this car. He's so confused. It's going all over the road. I guess it's like they'd never been to Manhattan before, and they want to <laughs> go out, you know, have the mafia take them out, and they don't. They have no idea 
what Manhattan is. Well, maybe they're just really playing up these roles of dudes from Chicago. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The, the, the whole thing just got in their own head. Yeah, dude. Like, their method right now is what's happening. Ah, I see. <laughs> so they, like... I don't even know how it is they managed to pick up all of the mafia in the cab. I was, uh, you know, it's not on her IMDb, but I'm almost positive the woman that they're talking to on the phone is Susie Essman. Or it just sounds oh, so really? much like Susie Essman. Oh, yeah. yeah, I could see her trying to get that wiped from her IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Susie Essman paid a lot of money. <laughs> you pay off the right intern at IMDb, dude, they will wipe it clean. I, Alan Arkin's like, you gotta take this off. I'm, go- I'm nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> I was in Wait Until Dark. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is older again. Put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep his name on there. <laughs> you know, I have nothing to be ashamed of, Alan. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, 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 put, uh, put Alan Arkin first on the jerky boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make it so he was a jerky boy? <laughs> first that, then Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> they often credit me as the third jerky boy. <laughs> Against my will. <laughs> so, yeah, you better believe Kumal's doing this fucking voice. Hey, Oof. Alan, how are the jerky boys treat you? Fuck you! <laughs> oh, the- how's, ha- how's MASH? <laughs> Shit! Nailed him. The Battle of the Allens. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. dude, totally. I would love that. So Kumal's doing an accent uh, appropriate with the timeline of this movie being made in and the yes. fact that he's... Wearing a turban, driving a taxi. Well, that was cab. his character, which right? they steal from the taxi driver. They commit a total hate crime. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's ripped right off this dude's head very violently. It's kind of weird for this movie. It's like two seconds of like, wait, what is this movie? <laughs> yeah, and then you're back to the jerky boys because you just hear this. And so yeah, I I assumed again this was a quote unquote classic character <laughs> uh, from all of those fucking platinum selling albums. I don't even remember what happened to. Them. Do they just run out of the cab? They, they do. They like, go into this club. I know that much happens. Well, they they're they're driving and like the mafia. It's it's Pistorio as well, and they're like, hey. Turn around, Mr. Cab Driver. And then he's like, ah, and they run out of the cab and then they go into this nightclub well, wherein. Oh, well, I mean, because the red smoke bombs just like. <laughs> it's they like have the, to run out. They have to like get out of bag. there. They wrote, it, they wrote into this scene that would have tension of being in the cab yep. with the mafia. And then they just like, nah, let's not do that anymore. No, let's not let's do not that. Let's not have that reach any logical conclusion. There is they don't some... know where to go. They're like, how do we get to Queens? It's so stupid. And there's this weird, because like Kumal's supposed to be the only person in the car, so Johnny B. I'm surprised there's not a fucking gay joke here. Johnny B's like got his head down in oh, Kumal's right, lap. Yeah. And I was like, get ready for this blowjob joke. Mm. Doesn't happen. Weird. Unexpected choice for the jerky yeah, boys. Yeah, it's like it's like the ice skating. You don't want to leave those points on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to make the gay joke here. Uh, it's 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 more of a math game at this point, and uh, you <laughs> but, don't want to leave those points on the table. But what he is doing is operating the pedals for <laughs> some reason. Yeah, exactly, like, like they're the little rascals. <laughs> it's it. what? Like the like the mo- like Vincent Pastore is like, why don't you hurry up already? And then like. Uh, Johnny B under like in this dude's lap is like you got it and presses Kumal's foot down to make the car go faster and then they say stop he presses the I'm like why why is this the thing why yeah like they're not little kids he's Kumal's not sitting on a fucking telephone book <laughs> he's a grown man uh they wind up going to this nightclub which uh, by the way speaking of the era of Frankenhooker Paul, uh-huh. Paul Bartel. Totally, dude. Oh, pa- New York, like, indie B-film staple Paul Bartel. Another italicized movie. legend, do you think? 
Uh, kind of. Right? Kind of more so than the dude from Frankenhooker. <laughs> yes. I mean, I would stop the whole shit that's pulled up. I was going to say, anybody in Chopping Mall gets it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's totally. Eating Raul. Oh, he's yeah. also long dead. Uh, uh, so nobody's seen him in the street these days. Right. Uh, he's been dead for a while. But yes, in this movie, he's playing the manager of this club that is hosting an Egyptian magician. Uh-huh. Say that five times fast. That is, in case you're wondering, a classic Jerky Boys bit. Oh, really? Egyptian magician? It oh, is. I went and saw the Egyptian magician. Well, no, it's just that? Kamal being like, oh. I'm the Egyptian magician uh, in a voice that I'm yeah. not going to do. He calls uh, a <laughs> club to like audition to play it. Or oh, something. I see. That is genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like... They walk into this club. He's still wearing the turban as sure. the gag. So Paul Bartel sees him and he's like, "Oh, you're running late. What are you uh, doing?" Blah blah blah. And then like, how convenient. And, yeah, and yeah. Johnny B. Deus Ex Egyptian magician. Johnny B. <laughs> finally gets a disguise. I don't know. He's dressed like fucking. I don't even know. He's what. like a ninja turtle going out trying <laughs> to hide among, amongst, amongst man. That's what it is, dude. Actually, you know who he kind of looks like. <laughs> this is a total, total in joke for. Only people that went to purchase college around the time we did. Okay. You guys remember the shepherd? No. <laughs> From yes, TV. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. He looks like he's just wearing this coat. He's got the long hair pulled back into like a curly ponytail. Sure. He's got these Coke bottle oh, glasses. Yeah, no, there was a figure on our college television station that just called himself the Shepherd. Right. He looks exactly like Johnny B in this movie. Speaking of though, you know who must have gotten into uh prank phone calls on because they were so far away from society? The Ninja Turtles. You know oh, that they you were oh, oh, all yeah. the time. Definitely. Like they would call Domino's for pizza, but they would never prank Domino's. No, <laughs> no, you prank Pizza Hut. <laughs> pizza Hut is built to be pranked. But then they would be like, "Oh yeah, my glasses <laughs> fell off." <laughs> they was only the, the, the Ninja Turtles must have loved the Jerky Boys. I oh, bet. I bet they yeah, did. New York yeah. in the nineties. I mean, yeah. yeah, they both live in the sewer. Oh no, I totally fell down the stairs and broke my shell. I mean, my glasses fell off. Hey, I'm Johnny B. I'm your silly ass neighbor. <laughs> uh, Splinter's like yelling at them to get off the phone, racking up the payphone bill. Donatello, what is this silly ass? <laughs> How does a chest sizzle? <laughs> um, so he starts doing a routine, um, and. Th- he doesn't do it very well. Uh, the, the clown comes. <laughs> don't say no kidding. Oh, <laughs> he, he like takes someone's um, jewelry from the audience. Oh, right. and he's gonna like break it and make it go back together. Classic magician. But it's stuff. amazing because like, he just <laughs> breaks it and then he leaves. So Paul Bartel's <laughs> like, "Oh, you're an Egyptian magician. Get on stage. You're you're so famous." Even though I don't know what you look like, and now you're here. And then he's like, ah, yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Egyptian musician, he is about to do this trick that I'm going to explain. Like, get off the stage. Yeah, he's now. totally in on the routine. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Maybe he's like this magician's biggest fan. Oh, like, I see. Oh, do the jewelry smash one, please. He winds up there. There's a, It's an Egyptian restaurant, it seems, and there's a, an Egyptian lady working there. Uh, who winds up taking Kumal up to her apartment? Because well, by yes. the way, his his voice he's doing is so convincing yeah. that uh-huh. a native speaker yes. would totally be like, "Yep, he's Egyptian." <laughs> <laughs> Falling for it. She takes him upstairs and she wants to have sex with him. Yep. And I don't know why he doesn't. Because uh, this is she is... supposed to be unattractive? She's, she looks pretty. She's good later looking. revealed to be underage, which is impossible. Yeah, okay. Wait, wait that... what happened? This one's like forty years old. I missed that yeah, one. No, it, it is just, so stupid. At, towards the end of the movie, when the cops are like racking up their crimes. Oh, I see. Like, oh, and she t- and she's underage or whatever. Uh, yeah, but she also. Right. Um, the, and you know, this is kind of a racist joke. Too, oh, it's hundred percent. When they do the fucking like, oh, 
Let me do let me do a snake charmer flute to try to get your dick to raise up. Because he's not get he's not into this for some reason. We don't know what's going on. With Kumal. I th- I think it's because it's it's Kumal, a guy who is wrapped up in a prank phone call team called the Jerky Boys, Got who it. is now somehow unbelievably like even to him making a movie of this. <laughs> and so this man, you just and this is one of the scenes I'm talking about where like in their brain they yeah. have to be like we are so out of our element <laughs> cuz he's laying on this bed, he's just like so totally nervous looking and it's not acting. He's yeah. just like what am I doing here? I I make prank phone calls. I just I don't know anything well, here. Maybe he becomes part of the Proud Boys, maybe that's <laughs> oh, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't think he should be having sex. He might be an giving inc- up his power. The jerky boys, the jerky boys are incels. Oh, Absolutely. Or they might be volatile. Also, it's also What's that? That's voluntarily celibate. No, that they're sounds not more that. like that. <laughs> you think so? No. Because well, this, this woman's throwing, in, yeah, he, throwing he, herself at he, him. He's there. Oh, he's yeah. got it. He, but, but he's saying also, no. I mean, if 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 we're led to believe that they actually care about their lives and they're worried about the mob, <laughs> sure. it's, it's not convincing. But Maybe that's why he wants to get out of this situation oh. as fast as possible no, because the mafia is downstairs. You shack up with this lady all night, maybe for a yeah. couple of days till the heat goes down. That's exactly. You just do not leave that. Meanwhile, Johnny B in his Ninja Turtles disguise of the <laughs> trench coat and hat and Coke bottle glasses. If you're going to be sitting next to Raph. Hey, how's it going, Johnny? Successfully. <laughs> Gets out of there, out of the mafia checkpoint. Yeah, oh, right. every person <laughs> yep. with his Saul Rosenberg. And this is—it's really dumb and because like, hey, pops. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Vincent Pastore's like, hey, old timer, what are you doing here? He's like, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> just like, just look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, his He's... trash haircut is fucking everywhere. <laughs> You're Come the on. same age. <laughs> trash haircut. Oh. It's true. Like, yeah, like, you're you're chasing a man. With long flowing blondish hair. Yes. <laughs> this guy has long flowing blondish hair. Case closed. But I didn't see him wearing Coke bottle glasses before. Clearly a different person. Yeah, it's like Clark Kent. Though so Johnny B escapes, Kum- Kumel escapes sex, and <laughs> thankfully. Then the next act comes out, and it's Sparky the Clown, who ter- now the mafia is oh, afraid because right. they think it's the killer clown from the stories, but it's not. It's just a dude who's a clown that does flips and juggles knives yeah was this was sparky the clown a thing i don't know i remember because that know. seems like that would have been a bit sure maybe maybe, maybe. i yeah, don't know. know you never know either this or like mad tv um if you remember please don't write in please just <laughs> leave it alone i don't want to know that bad <laughs> i'd like to forget 1992 to 1995 <laughs> if you don't mind uh so yeah they escaped the mafia finally they get back to johnny this is when the police pick them up at johnny b's mother's house and they do something with a fucking answering machine tape that you don't know what it is until the end of the movie. Kind right. Of thing. And there's a bullshit thing here where, by the way, the uh, the elderly uncle from Christmas Vacation is constantly oh, right. sitting outside yeah. this house. And so the cops go to William the door. Hickey, man. Yeah. And uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, oh, I- I'm naked. You can't come in. Like, he's trying to do Saul Rosenberg. <laughs> and the cops like, are falling for it. This is impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guy, this old bastard has to be like, you yeah, know, they're in there. Right, <laughs> like of course they are. Are you stupid? <laughs> Later on in the movie, he's revealed to be like an old mob, like saint from the old it's country. Like fucking Don Corleone. Yeah, that that Alan Arkin as a child, they do a flashback. Had yeah, saw the him. Of the Duke yeah. <laughs> Man, that's Insane. dumb. Insane. Uh, so they're arrested, and this brings us to like where the movie started. Yeah, where, where it all the began. Fucking bags over our heads and whatever. So so so. The, this great, this one crazy night leads them all back into this house again. Sure. Yeah. And then immediately they put these masks on that they just happen to have. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's that. And then the cops are like, yeah, you can keep those on. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> well, yeah, it keep it on through through the press. So I guess no one photographs them. But this you know is what, what Steve is talking it... about, though. Like, at the beginning, like, yeah. why would the press be that? This is just an arrest that happened. Of right. no, of two nobodies, two fat losers. That but did nothing. I think. Really? What, I mean, it's. Ugh. I think I understand what the point of the masks are. Ooh. It's to hide our faces and to hide our eyes while we discover each other's bodies. We're the jerky boys. <laughs> yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what we're doing. Oh, that like, might be something. There's, you know, that you're you're at mom's house. You, how long can prank phone calls go on before pornography goes on? And eventually, that's yeah, you, eventually you've made like your last yeah. phone call for the evening. You, uh-huh. make, you make prank phone calls all day. You get really horny. <laughs> uh, Nobody's there get, but your best bud, yeah, man. Yeah, so then you jerk each other off. <laughs> we're the, oh! We are, well, we are the jerky that's boys. It's, it's kind of crazy that it took us this long to get to that. <laughs> that's really impressive, guys. I'm proud of all of us. Uh, we held it off this long. And listen, you know, it's totally fine if you want to jerk off your friends. We're not oh, trying to shame <laughs> No, I'm not shaming that at all. I, Strong <laughs> bonds. But yeah. the masks, you know, just, you know, clear eyes with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, the, no. So they try to tell these, these officers, like, hey, man, Frank Rizzo is fake. Yeah. It's a thing I do. Like, watch, I'm doing it right now. See, it's me. Believe me. Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't know. It just kind of sounds like your voice, though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe and, you should have created a different voice. And there's a psychological profile on Frank Rizzo with this art that is very bizarre. Which it looks like a demon, which I think is yeah. like part of the <laughs> gag. Maybe. Yeah. It looks like a little goblin of some sort. But it like, turns out like Frank Rizzo is an actual mafia, mafia guy. guy. And the cop is like, hey, no, see, I got this whole huge fucking file on Frank Rizzo. Sure. What are the odds? They, maybe don't pick a name like Frank Rizzo like that. You know. They, they they go to his mother's house. The mafia goes to the mother's house. They got her her down. Uh, they're gonna blow her away. You know they they, <laughs> they use put the her one- feet into cement. Yes, yes, yeah, cement shoes. They use they get two phone calls. One phone call they call the mom. Uh, that's when the mafia knows to pick them up. The other one they call a demolition expert. And yeah, like it's like yeah, let me settle the score. I'm like you're in jail. Yeah, <laughs> what does Kamal have parents? Does Kamal have anyone that cares for him? I don't think so, dude. I think he's living at Johnny B's house oh, like, wow. since childhood. Wow. Like they took him in off the streets. <laughs> His Kumal's father was killed in a prank phone call war. Call that lady that 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 you know, last night. Maybe like make a plan, make a oh, date. Oh right. Make, you know, Kamal, make a date. Well, it's, somehow yeah. she's under eighteen. Oh, that's, yeah, right. that's which is impossible. But somehow, well, no she like sense. it must be like a glamour, like a Melisandre or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's the actual Egyptian magician. And like, I mean, and also, if you've got fucking hand jobs from your best friend every night <laughs> going home, you, I can see becoming a Valsel and being fine with that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why well, go out for hamburger when I got steak at home? <laughs> So yeah, he makes this prank phone call to a demolition site, and it's one of this is that category again of like you were supposed to be at the job and you're not doing the yeah. job. Ugh. That's a total prank phone call Absolutely. subcategory. Yeah, a- you boys were supposed to be down here yesterday, da 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 da, da you know, and it's yeah. just like yep. And why? We won't know until, yep, the stinger scene in this movie. I can't believe it. And I love that when we see what that is, like that was Kumal's fucking one phone call <laughs> to do this. So the mafia then bails them out of jail, yes. which is kind of great. So that they can kill them. They right. bring them to this warehouse. We're doing legit cement shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Elinarkin, not the bath. Elinarkin, not the bath. <laughs> Hey, uh, Alan, I saw that cement shoe scene from the Jerky Boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm auditioning for the West Wing tomorrow. 
<laughs> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, you bald fuck. <laughs> I'm oh. the Alan in Hollywood. I, oh, hey, Alan, I'll talk to you later. I got to go get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jerky Boys are like, all right, once and for all, Frank Rizzo is fake. And they're like, we don't believe you. <laughs> it's like, what? And so then they're just, they immediately turn around and they're like, all right, fine. We'll call him. And it's like, all right, your whole thing's falling apart, but yeah. whatever. Let's get this movie over with. They call, and it's like... Uh, he Frank, calls Johnny B's answering machine. Yes, and like Alan Arkin has this whole conversation, because Johnny B was a genius and like made this call just so wherein like it would all be all the responses would line up to whatever Alan Arkin is saying, and it's funny, and he calls him fruity ass a couple more times. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> You get that's when you have you have Alan Arkin being like fruity ass, uh, you know, like yeah. he gets all mad about it, and they're like, you know what, we're just gonna murder these guys. They, they they're like sort of left off the hook, and then it's what's his name, Neil? Yeah, what's this guy? Uh, whatever, Weir, Brett Weir, Weir, Brett Weir yeah. who's na- I guess because like, they're about to kill him. They're like, oh, you messed. Yeah, the you wrong- yeah, you gave us the wrong info or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 and he calls back, yes. and it's just the same recorded thing yes. again, and so that's. We're chasing these idiots again through the streets. And at a certain point, the police are in on it. And yeah, this movie... it's revealed that the cops are in cahoots with the mafia. Right. And now they're the mafia and the cops are showing up to bo- to get them. And this movie like ends really quickly. It it's, sure does. It's kind of amazing because they're like, how are the jerky boys going to get out of this one? Because uh, it's they, they want to oh they want up getting a tape from of Alan Arkin saying that he's in with the police or whatever. Well, this oh, is right, what I don't because when they call the house and they're talking to the oh right the, talking quote, to unquote, Frank machine. Rizzo, it's being recorded by. But the I machine. don't know. Now it's been a while since I've had to have an answering machine, so mm-hmm. I don't know how. But like what they're listening to, like what you're hearing of Frank Rizzo is just the outgoing message, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they the beep another. hasn't happened. Oh, so right. how is the machine recording Alan another... Arkin? This is very technical, I think. Sure. They show Johnny B setting up this device. I think it's how they they captured their prank phone calls oh, in, the, in the old oh, days. Oh, I see. So it's like some it's like an answering machine and another recording you, device. You know how Pee Wee gets his breakfast made. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially with this with the answering machine. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Now it's all crystal clear. Uh, so they're like. <laughs> So this movie's like, and like I also thought like Kumal's like call to the demolition expert was gonna come in at the end as like a big demolish the yeah. hideout, something, 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 something. No, they wind up going to Times Square, and this is boy, is this dumb? Because first of all, they immediately get there. Uh-huh, yeah. Remember when they had navigation trouble twenty five minutes ago? <laughs> yeah. That's over with. Well, they take the subway. That's oh, they okay, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they yeah. do come out of the subway, and it's like. This crazy, they're at these two payphones in the middle of Times Square, man, the crossroads of the world. Uh-huh. And the camera is like zooming around them, doing this 360 thing as they're calling like all the major media outlets to be like, yeah, here's this thing about how the mafia is in cahoots with the NYPD. Who's the hero? Oh, Frank Rizzo. Uh huh. And, and like, also, Kamal's still trying to make prank phone calls. And like, Johnny B's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Dude, they are addicted to prank phone calls. Oh, this is right. why they can't hold jobs. True life, I'm addicted to prank phone calls. Oh, Ooh, I would watch oh, that. Yeah, I, I would totally that. watch that. I would that. watch that. Oh, my God. They've got to oh. have like rehab centers for this. The schadenfreude <laughs> from that alone. Oh, I'd be hard for days. <laughs> well, then uh, one of us could come over. Well, it's, it's the exact same cast of True Life, I'm Addicted to Pornography. It's like the same It's the same five guys. Oh, yeah, Here's what we're also extend addicted the production to. five days, and that's it. Yeah, when I'm not watching pornography in front of my grandmother, I'm making prank <laughs> phone calls in front of her. 
man that is she's just like tony are you listening it's like no i'm watching pornography on my laptop four feet from you grandma thanksgiving yeah. dinner's ready true life ew uh so yes uh and then the movie's over like the movie yep. like immediately just kind of ends wherein like it's a yeah it's a, it's a bad fake news uh, account of wnn like a cnn fake thing yes fake and it's news. like this dude <laughs> this dude reads like the newscaster reads everything that happened to everybody and then it's like and frank rizzo was quoted as saying that the real uh honor goes to the jerky boys and like that's <laughs> yeah. you see like the newspaper headline it's like the jerky boys are born yeah and, and on the and national stage and ninja rap is born <laughs> <laughs> and niedermeyer died in vietnam <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> senator blutarski and uh there and then this is I hate this. This is always lazy comedy writing when it's like the end of the thing. And then they gave us cushy jobs. And they're just like, what? Why? Like, by the way, the gag should be they're working for the fucking phone company. (laughs) That is the thing. Like the the detective goes down too in this. He goes down and they're given cushy, they're quote unquote cushy jobs for the city. And it's the two of them sitting in this office and they're like, well, what are we going to do at work today? And Johnny B is like, I got an idea. Get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Let's prank phone call somebody. And man, oh man, 1993, who are we prank calling? The president of the United oh, States, because of course you know this. It's this. It's the city of New York calling the White House. They'll get put right through. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's he's doing the same. Like someone picks up and it's like White House, can I help you? And it's just that same. Like yeah, put me in. Put me in touch with whoever's in charge over there. And yeah. it's like oh hey fellas, what's going on? Yeah, jerky ass. Me, 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 me. Well, it's like hey Roger, is that you? It's like a Roger Clinton joke because we were very into that at the yeah, time. We loved Roger Clinton, man, almost more than Bill himself. <laughs> Hey Chelsea, am I? I don't remember. Was I pranked by the Jersey, the by the Jerky Boys, or what? That's, oh shit, is this a documentary? That's to date uh, Trump's favorite record is the Jerky first Jerky Boys. Yes. it's like that. I love it. I love pranks. That's why I'm doing a prank government. It's gotcha. that Led Zeppelin four, and then Abbey Road. <laughs> Just that whole notion of cushy jobs, and you're not smart enough to have them work at the phone no. company. What would be great if Kamal at the end is like, it puts his hand on Johnny's hand, is like, look, we can't fuck this up. <laughs> I have an apartment now. It's amazing. They're they roommates, should. by the way. Yeah. Once they live, uh, like, move yeah. out of yeah. the mom's house, oh, of course God. they would. Gonna, there's going to be the Jerky Boys Clubhouse. But to that point, like, these characters should grow from yes. this experience. Yes. They don't. Yeah. It's just they're no, like, that, And then how are you going to do Jerky Boys too? <sighs> That's the real question. Well, see, that would be the thing, right? If you're trying to set up a sequel, it's like, oh, no, now we have to do a prank phone call for some reason, and we get pulled back Maybe into it. Maybe it's like Ghostbusters 2, where the city sues them afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a thing. And then they're dressing as Sparky the Clown to go to kids' birthday parties. Yep, that's oh, it. Oh, perfect. Which, by the way, I forgot. The newscaster mentions that Sparky the Clown being arrested for that slaughter. So it's yeah. like, wait, was it the real clown? <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> who could care? Johnny's adult uh, cult bookshop. What do you want? <laughs> uh, so we end with an L7 cover of Hanging on the Telephone, the great uh. Blondie song. So that was fucking great. And then we have a stinger of Brett Weir's house being destroyed. Brett Weir jumps out because... He's always bragging he just bought a place on Dittmar's Boulevard. And I love, here's a guy, he's working hard for the mafia. He's so <laughs> proud of the fact he just bought his first home. Yeah. Sure. He's living in Upper Dittmar's, man. He's got the whole building to himself. And he's not even bragging. He's just like telling them where he lives. You yeah, it's like, I mean? hey, Jerky Boys, what have you been up to lately? Prank phone calls? Okay, I recently bought a house. I'm going to get that fucking guy. <laughs> 
You hear him telling us how he bought a house? Fuck That's him. That's the story arc. The story arc is to destroy this person who did nothing to them. <laughs> so he jumps out of the house just as the claw is coming in. And I'm like... Which is like, first of all, they is check anyone else to a... make sure no one's in there. I was going to say, yeah. his girlfriend is like dead. But this <laughs> is like... Crystal? Crystal? No, fucking Crystal's in there. She's in the shower. I'm alone, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But I guess it's a cartoon, so whatever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> whatever, indeed. And then, oh, yeah. Oh, I know. The, the most last... baffling part of this movie. Executive producers Emilio Estevez and Tony Danza? I missed Wait, that. What? Yes. Serious? Yeah. yeah. Big fans. Wow. I, qu- I almost threw a rock at my toe. Well, first of all, Emilio Estevez cannot be a big fan of anything. He has to be a small fan. Ah. <laughs> I see. A short fan. I just That's one of those, like, why? Oh, I thought you were going to say the last song, which is the, uh, it's a Jerky Boys rap thing. Yes, where we're using, I hate audio these, clips. we're using audio from their fucking phone calls. And it's like a rap And there's song. a beat over it. So it's not like even a Rap and Rodney situation? No. It's, it is sub Rap and Rodney, <laughs> if you can imagine what that's like. Oh, I hated this. Yeah. I would not recommend this. I, I usually oh, go straight last. out the gate. Straight, fuck this. This is disgusting. These people are terrible. Everyone should be ashamed of themselves. I was surprised. Uh, I would not <laughs> recommend this either. I was surprised how many people were on my feed last night being like, oh, man, I, I kind of like that movie. Or I've seen that movie well, 150 times. People remember times. it from childhood. Yeah. Yes. And they remember being, you know, a fat kid eating hot dogs at home in the summertime <laughs> watching. And it's like. I Eric's like, getting a little autobiographical <laughs> over there. Hell yeah, I am. So that's why I would say it's, it's a watch it. It's wow. something to see. Maybe once. I don't think it's not a real recommendation. Sure, sure. It's it's <laughs> if you saw this growing up, go back and see how terrible it actually is. Or <laughs> like if you're like that was a movie, seeing is believing a it's, little bit. So it's a very light to borderline no recommendation for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm of of that mind because it, it it's an oddity. Exactly. Like, w- w- like a mafia with prank phone call. Like really, <laughs> who nobody would have pitched this. And, but that's the thing. Is it, what what is fascinating about it is, is that it exists at all. Yeah, and it is that like nobody knew how to make this movie, so they just kind of made this movie. Like, right? Somebody was like given the task of make a Jerky Boys movie. They sold eight million records. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's weird because that's that same. I was thinking about this the other day. You'll get an episode. This is just speaking of like the '90s. Like, so you get you'll get an episode of Seinfeld, sure, where the plot revolves around something where it would be impossible in this day and age for that to happen. Sure, yeah, sure. right. So from like that standpoint like you can't do this anymore no. like we have ids we can block phone numbers that whole thing uh so yeah i, I see what you're saying about the oddity but i hated this so much and i hated that mullet and usually right. i'm a sucker for a good mullet <laughs> something it, about this mullet in particular it is a bad thing <laughs> that's the jerky boys from 1995 directed by james Melconi. and thanks a lot brian from kansas city for calling this one in uh, for more WHM, go over to whmpodcast.com or find us over at HeadGum. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. We would greatly appreciate it. We are at WHM Podcast on Twitter and Facebook.com slash We Hate Movies. Right into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. If you were a big prank phone call maker, I want to hear those sad stories. Uh, now, Steve Sadak, next week, Listener Request Month continues. And uh, what do we have coming up? Give me another second. All right, is we'll it? just sit here. Well, no, actually, what we should talk about really quickly. Sure. Is that, uh, I mentioned Bright this episode, and if you l- want to hear an episode on Bright, you should go to Patreon, because we have an awesome Patreon. Then we have an episode and on Bright. We have an episode on... Man of Steel, and Man. coming up this month, uh, 
Uh, listener requested right. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, that's right. Also known as just Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> Which is what it should have been because who just could slap care? a big fat Please. two on Put there a two on it. Put a two on it and go home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you got it yet, buddy? What are we doing over there? It's going to be I'll always know what we did last. I'll always know what you did last summer. Oh, yeah, we didn't do anything, but you did something, and I will always <laughs> know what that is. Uh, so until next week with another useless horror sequel, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.